The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. I hope everyone is having a fantastic evening, a fantastic morning, a fantastic day, whatever it is, folks, because I am just having a wonderful day no baby yet folks there's the update no baby yet my wife is out walking and uh she's been getting a lot of the braxton hicks contractions now in the back and they wrap around to the front and so the baby is getting ready for its exit i believe uh so hopefully we'll have some good news on that in the coming days folks Thank you to everyone sending us well wishes. You guys are reaching out on Twitter, on pain.tv slash gold, all over the place. So I appreciate that. I share all those with my wife, and it is very, very humbling to know that there are people out there that I've never even met in person, I've never spoken to on the phone, that care about us and are praying for us so thank you very much really from the bottom of our hearts we truly appreciate it thank you to everyone who has joined pain.tv slash gold and thank you to everyone who has left a five-star review and a comment over at apple Podcasts. the show is growing and we really do appreciate that as well hopefully it's going to take several months folks several months before i get it to where i need it to be before i can start doing a lot of additional content and i don't know i'm eventually really want to go out there and be able to speak about this kind of stuff once i really have it all summarized and we're able to publish that thomas Paine common sense style brochure on what technocratic transhumanism is uh my friend chrissy piccolo still working on the outline for the book we discussed it the other day on the interview i had with her i hope you had a chance to check that out all right so Pause right now. If you haven't left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please do that. It really does help. There's thousands of you listening, and we are at uh, something like 72 or 75 uh, five-star reviews. I know, as I've told you, Apple, every time we hit 70, they basically dial us back to 65, and we have to start over. But right now, we got over 70, so maybe they let us into a new tier now. A uh, new censorship harassment tier where maybe we're allowed to build the 75. Who knows, folks? Who knows? All right, I had another call with Jim today from the Hotwire. You know him from the Thomas Paine podcast. We were planning a three part series on the climate scam, CBDC, and the Bank for International Settlements. Well, I talked to Jim today, and that plans have changed, folks. Yes, it's probably going to be five parts instead of three parts. Uh, Jim is hard at work putting the outline together. I'm trying to catch up on the material that he sent me so I don't sound like an idiot when I'm talking to him. He has loads of charts, loads of information that he's going to share with us. I'm going to have that all on my end so I can pull that stuff up. 
on screen during the conversation. So if you're listening on audio only and you want access to that, it'll be available at pain.tv slash gold for a few dollars a month. And you'll be able to watch that whole series there with all the documents. And what I will attempt to do is see if the young bucks over at Thomas Payne podcast at runpain.tv slash gold, if they'll put the links to all those resources into the show description now some of you made me aware that the video podcast the ad-free video version of this show on pain.tv slash gold was missing the titles and descriptions and so it just said for instance episode 55 episode 56 so i talked to the young bucks the other day i sent them over all the descriptions that we use for the uh um the uh audio podcast side and they said they were going to take care of that. So that should be easier for you guys to search the content at pain.tv slash gold now. And then also, some of you have asked me about an ad-free audio version of the show, like an RSS feed from within pain.tv slash gold, where you would be able to, I guess, load it into your own version of your podcast player, whatever you use. I, I don't generally listen to stuff that way so i'm not sure how it all works but uh, i'm gonna take care of that for you whether they can do it or not uh, i'm gonna figure out something on my end and if you're a member of pain.tv slash gold i will get you a link to an rss feed where the shows are not chopped up and they have no ads in them folks so just give me uh the baby's on the way so please just give me like a week or two and i'll figure that out for you all right now what I want to set up here, folks, uh, and there's so many shows where I have to go back. There's information I promised I was going to plug in, and I keep getting pulled in all these different directions in my own research. It's, it's my fault, folks. So as of right now, I owe you an episode on finishing up the Dr. James Giordano lecture to West Point Military Academy. And I'm going to um, combine that in with a podcast I found on Giordano talking about COVID and basically wargaming how the science community would have done a COVID, even though in this interview he says, no, COVID came from a bat you know, the old Chinese bat story. And so this podcast is interesting, though, because it came out uh, in April of 2020, so really a month or two into COVID land, the high school theater production. And Giordano is saying it's a bat, but then he war games as a scientist how he would have pulled off a COVID. So I'm going to combine those into one episode. All right, I owe you an episode on... A report I found by Professor David uh, Salinas Flores. All right, don't worry. I already started working on that a while ago, and I've got to go back and finish it. But it's important because he gets into DARPA, the United States government, the military, and all of the mind control stuff they've been doing around the world in various countries. I owe you a couple of episodes wrapping up a few documents we started on having to do with transhumanism and the ethics behind transhumanism. Those are going to be really interesting, folks. And then uh, I think that will wrap up the stuff uh, where I change directions. Uh, and as of right now, 
I just want to say I'm going to call it a quits on the Peter Thiel Curtis Yarvin stuff for a while. I think we laid the foundation for that. You should have a very clear understanding of who Peter Thiel is by this point. We covered him in so many episodes over the last 78 episodes. Uh, And then spent the last few going through the new right movement that he is funding. The new right also could be called the old left. And so... Uh, with Peel, uh, Thiel and then Curtis Yarvin, who is basically the Yuval Noah Harari, the king philosopher of this new right dark enlightenment movement, I think you know enough about him and you understand my feelings on what that movement is all about. Basically, getting the left and the right to be disenfranchised with government, but not just the corruption in government, the entire illusion of the constitutional republic opening us up to pushing us into a technocracy under a techno-fascist monarch right i think you have a solid understanding of that eventually i'm going to go in and analyze some of um some of curtis yarving's actual papers but right now i don't think we need to do that until i can get maria albanese co-host of the thomas Paine podcast on fridays onto this show to fill in some of the gaps i have some questions for her on steve bannon and peter thiel and jeff gcia who worked under thiel and basically created the whole meme warfare uh, situation we found ourselves in he was instrumental in the maga 3x movement which is really connected into the new right movement and so i want to bring maria on to cover that stuff unfortunately this week she's been wrapped up with some family issues so she's not going to be able to come on probably until next week to do that so where i'm going to go with this folks this episode and this is very very important stuff we're going to cover here last night i was doing additional research on technocracy and the history of technocracy i'm always researching the history of technocracy and the history of transhumanism and so last night i fell into this treasure trove we'll call this the gold mine the dustin gold mine of articles documents i mean i'm talking 3500 pages worth of documents uh coming from the life's work of howard scott and howard scott is really the grandfather of technocracy he was the head of technocracy incorporated which he founded in 1933 and so we're going to get into this stuff uh over the next many 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 episodes and what i'm actually looking at possibly doing is i may even though i'm going to analyze this so this package i got of 3500 pages plus thousands of more pages um they are the writings transcribed lectures interviews speeches uh articles all about howard scott and the history of technocracy and last night i i couldn't stop myself and i probably read 100 pages into the first 3500 page packet and it's really really good because it is going to give us an understanding of what is going on today now the experts like to tell you that technocracy the movement died in 1940 but that's like the experts telling you that mk ultra died in 1964 
Technocracy did not die, folks. These guys used to have huge, huge rally speeches, uh, look like Trump rallies, with giant signs up that say technocracy with their yin-yang logo. Uh, I mean, huge, huge rallies, tens of thousands of people back in the uh, 30s. And we're going to get into this movement. Well, it's alive and well today. It's in practice as far as I'm concerned. They just don't hold rallies with the technocracy logo up above the stage anymore. It's in practice. So what I'm thinking I'm going to do, sort of a side project, is I was studying Howard Scott last night, listening to some interviews that are floating around, some old radio interviews with him. And I may try to, over time, record this entire index, this entire library of speeches, papers, interviews, etc. Maybe in the voice, or a similar voice to Howard Scott. Uh, There's some other papers that exist, like Industrial Society and Its Future, that I started to review, I think, in episode 10, and I am going to get back to that as well. But I'm going to wait a few episodes because I think this other stuff will make that paper even more mind-blowing to you. But some of these things where there's no actual audio book, I may actually do recordings with no analysis of these speeches and stuff and basically build out a library a big audio library of this and maybe make it available on pain.tv slash gold or you know for an extra few dollars a month or something you'll be able to get access to this library because it's going to take me a lot of work and this goes above and beyond you know the eight to nine dollars uh you're paying on pain.tv slash gold for the video version of this show you know i i might do it as a release for the hotwire subscribe folks or maybe there's uh gonna be a little bit of an add-on a few dollars a month or something that you can get access to this library and then throughout the next year i'm just gonna record this on the side as as if i'm recording an audio book and i'll start putting this stuff out in audio form without analysis and then on the show i will actually analyze these documents i mean this stuff goes deep folks deep 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 i mean you want to understand what technocracy is you go to the guy that created it folks so when we get back we're going to start by getting into the history of technocracy in a way that i have not done it before folks as i always told you we were only skimming the surface but now we're going to start digging in the trenches here i mean this is going to get deep by the time we're done you're going to be an expert on this who knows some of you may even want technocracy by the time we are finished with this stuff folks i'll be right back this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash Gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to Pain.tv slash gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. 
All right, folks. So last night while I was doing this research, I was digging up a bunch of uh, other stuff I've read and I've listened to over the last several years. And I totally forgot about all this stuff that was out there, all of the things that I had actually researched on my own. So I'm going to work through some of this material before I start getting into the full-blown Howard Scott archive. And so the CBC News, all right, this stuff uh, comes out of Canada here. I'm going to pull it up on the screen for the video audience. We're over at newsinteractives.cbc.ca. And they do some fascinating work. There is an audio documentary they did on technocracy. Uh, Some of this stuff I'm going to see if we can upload to the premium side of the pain.tv slash gold platform. Uh, I'll talk to Mike about that and see if we can get that done for you. But they did a fascinating um, audio documentary on this. And I'm going to get into that sooner or later. But there is an article that I think is great. And so I'm going to work my way through this for you rather than just like if I, I have all these notes and if I go through and just read all my notes to you, I'd rather just uh, go through this article piece by piece with you. And this will give you a real clear foundation of what it is we're talking about. And as we start to break down the words of Howard Scott, going back to really the early 1930s all the way through 1970, you're going to have a solid, solid understanding of this. And this ties into what I'm going to be talking about with Jim from the Hotwire. Because as we work our way to CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, which is really this sort of carbon credit system, You're going to understand where this all came from, folks. This was not out of the Paris Accord. This was not out of just the United Nations. The idea of this energy-based monetary system, basically it's uh, energy-based politics, grows out of Technocracy Incorporated and Howard Scott. I mean, really fascinating. So when I get into this with Jim, and, and Jim is well aware of this as well, Uh, We're going to be able to talk about this and tie in the work that I've done on technocracy and transhumanism here at the Dust and Gold Standard with the work that he's doing that will now bring into, you know, our body of work here and be able to tie all of the pieces together for you. So this is over at CBC News, and the title of this article is In Science We Trust. And it says, back in the first half of the 20th century, a group called Technocracy Incorporated wanted to recognize, I'm sorry, wanted to reorganize society by putting scientists in charge. The movement flamed out, but its underlying message still appeals to many in Silicon Valley. Again, folks, there's actually uh, something important here. Uh, First off, as I've told you, Technocracy, Technocracy is basically a government in which the scientists and engineers and technologists control the means of production and the distribution of goods and services, okay? So we understand that, right? 
So it says, in the first half of the 20th century, a group called Technocracy Incorporated wanted to reorganize society by putting scientists in charge. And you will later see that it is an elite group of scientists. This is not a democracy. Uh, It is run by an elite class of scientists. And eventually we'll get into examples throughout the world of where this has been implemented, uh, places that are implementing it. We'll talk about this with Jim from The Hotwire because back in 1919 when these ideas first started to come about and then really in the 1930s when Howard Scott kind of organized this philosophy and put the ideology down on paper, they didn't have the technological systems to really do this. But as you'll see, the technocrats will argue that humankind really didn't start to progress or advance until the industrial era. They praised the industrial era. And so the population of the entire world started to explode after the industrial era. And then he says that now with this population boom, it can't be managed without more technology. So technology creates the overpopulation they complain about, and then technology will be what governs a planet that's overpopulated. You're going to see this as a running theme behind their ideology. And what they want to do is move from a price-based system, a capitalist system, into this uh, sort of socialist, communist system that is governed by these energy credits based on how much energy you make and how much energy you consume. And it says again here, the movement flamed out, but its underlying message still appeals to many in Silicon Valley. See, that's sort of the misdirection. We'll just call that out right there, a teaching moment for you. This uh, movement did not flame out. Maybe Howard Scott flamed out, Technocracy Inc. flamed out, but the ideology, the plan, the political plans behind technocracy did not flame out. Although it says it still appeals to many in Silicon Valley. And this is by Ira Basin, written in uh, June of 2021. And Ira Basin is actually the one, I believe, that produced the uh, audio podcast documentary. Uh, that I listen to. And and I'll figure out how we can, again, get that up at pain.tv so you can listen to it. Uh, And you can join us anytime you want at pain.tv slash gold. All right, let's start with this article because there's a lot to cover. And I want to get this article fully reviewed and analyzed for you before Jim comes on. First show is supposed to be Friday. Um, You know, as long as the the baby doesn't come because plans may change. But first show should be Friday. And it's going to tie in a lot of this. So I need to get this analyzed for you. It says, on October 13, 1940, a Regina chiropractor named Joshua Hadelman. And uh, that's, I've heard people pronounce it different ways. It's H-A-L-D-E-M-A-N. So I'll say Joshua Hadelman. Appeared in city court to face two charges under the Defense of Canada Act. And folks, I've read so much on this stuff. A lot of this stuff I've done research on over the years. Like, for instance, when it's talking about this, I have the newspaper article about this uh, Joshua Hadelman appearing in court. So this article is pretty much all vetted. This is all true. If I see any misdirection, I'll call it out and uh, explain that to you. But the facts in this are pretty much spot on, which is why I'm using it. All right. 
it says uh, his, speaking of Joshua's, alleged offense was belonging to Technocracy Incorporated, an organization that had been banned by the Canadian government several months earlier as part of a larger sweep of groups it considered subversive to the war effort. And again, folks, we're talking about 1940 here. All right. So just put this into uh, context. Hold on. Let me just pull up some notes I, I took earlier for you guys. Uh, I'm in my notepad here. All right. So you have, uh, just to put this into context in a timeline, you have World War One, right, starting in July 1914 and ending in November 1918. And then you have the Great Depression starting in September 1929 and ending in October 1939. And you have World War Two kicking off September 1939 and ending in September 1945 all right so you have world war one ending in 1918 and then basically a 10-year gap before the great depression kicks off bringing us all the way up to 1939 and that's when world war ii kicks off and ending in 1945 so when you're talking about hadelman going to court in 1940 you're talking about that first year of world war ii so technocracy inc was outspoken on the war efforts all right just so you understand uh the timeline that we're dealing with it says technocracy incorporated was not a political movement in fact politicians or members of political parties were not allowed to join it was founded in New York City in 1933 as an educational and research organization promoting a radical restructuring of political, social, and economic life in Canada and the United States with science as its central operating principle. All right, so it started in 1933. That's Technocracy Incorporated. And so that is about four years in to the great depression and this is important uh because there's going to be a lot of parallels between technocracy inc and the messaging they had which uh started four years into the great depression and you'll see why they gained so much movement and then you can compare that to what we're going through right now and if they orchestrate i say they if the elites if the social engineering class orchestrate a complete financial collapse right then this is what they're going to offer it, it all ties into what we covered with peter thiel and curtis yarvin as well the idea that you need to get the left and the right to turn away from the government but really the illusion of a constitutional republic in order to accept the technocracy and what we're going to talk about with jim from the Hotwire is that when they orchestrate this financial collapse, then they're going to hand you the carrot, which is the universal basic income, which is going to open the door to drive you into CBDC, an international CBDC, central bank digital currency, which is the money system, the economic system within the technocracy. So you're going to see all this comes together, and the ideas of the technocracy grew out of the frustration of the folks during the Great Depression. All right, it goes on to say there would be no politicians, business people, money or income inequality. Those were all features of what technocracy called the, quote, price system, end quote, and it would have to go. Now, it says they're not a political movement, right? You're going to see that as a running theme 
and all the research we do. But in fact, it really is a political movement. It's a political movement built on this idea of uh, energy. All right. And so it's uh, basically this idea of progress and progress equals energy. And the whole political theory, it's an energy theory of politics. So although they say they're not political, they are political. Uh, it's like Peter Thiel backing people like Blake Masters and J.D. Vance. This, is, this will all make sense to you over the next several episodes, folks. Um, like, again, we've skimmed the surface. Uh, we've sort of touched the tip of the iceberg, but I decided I wasn't going to go into depth for a while. And now, since we're lining up Jim here for this uh, multiple-part series, it's important that we start to get into this now. So it's going to seem complicated, but... It'll all make sense in the end, folks. It'll all come together for you. So, again, Technocracy Inc. is railing against what they call the price system. All right? That's very important to understand. And so, when they talk about no politicians, uh, no business people, no money, no income equality, as they explain, those are all features of the price system which they are against. It goes on to say there would be no countries called Canada or the United States, just one giant continental landmass called the Technate, a techno-utopia run by engineers and other experts in their fields. In the Technate, everyone would be well-housed and fed. All material needs would be taken care of whether you had a job or not. Joshua Hadelman was a leader of technocracy incorporated in Canada from 1936 to 1941. He was basically the head of the Canadian Technocracy Inc. arm, but eventually became disillusioned with both the organization and the country and packed up his young family to start life anew in South Africa. In 1971, Hadelman's daughter, Maeve, gave birth to his first grandson. Joshua's grandson's name was Elon Musk. All right, so for those of you who do not know this, Elon Musk's mother's father was the head of Technocracy Inc. in Canada. And so Elon Musk is the grandson of his paternal grandfather, Joshua Hadelman, who was a leader in the technocracy movement before fleeing to South Africa. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 